0: Hey, everybody, this is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the middle school period piece TV series Pen15. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Johnny. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, I, um, As you may know, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I've been doing a little bit of volunteering and canvassing for a uh, city council candidate here in Chicago. Now, and, what is
1: a city councilman?
0: Well, they call them aldermen here in Chicago, but I, I don't really know how to describe it other than they're the people on the city council. You know what a city council is.
1: Oh, I don't really. But uh, is that like what our selectmen are?
0: Yeah, basically. Uh, it's a little more involved than the Wilmot selectman job. But well, of yes. course. Yeah, they're the legislative body of the city.
1: Well, before we, we delve into that a little bit, I yeah. do want to ask you. I do want to ask you about this thing with Jesse Smollett.
0: Well, you didn't even let me finish. I didn't even finish my sentence.
1: Well, I know, but this is going to take two seconds.
0: Okay. What do you want to know about Jesse Smollett?
1: Well, I want to know, you know, does the city of Chicago really want an apology from him? I mean, why would they even care? He slandered them. He looks like an idiot. And do they really want an apology from him?
0: In case people aren't aware, this is the uh, actor on Empire, Jesse Smollett. Uh, I can't imagine anybody doesn't know about this by now, but just in case, uh, he is alleged to have fabricated um, a uh, hate crime uh, inflicted on himself in his telling. And that story has uh, unraveled in the weeks after he uh, initially reported it. And do you want to know why does the city want an apology from him? No,
1: I I just think, you know, from from somebody that has shown to be like what he is, an apology is a very hollow, hollow uh, act. And I just want to say that my experience in Chicago has always been very positive. I think the people are lovely. And I'm going to even say, even the people at the airport, except for that one time, were wonderful. It's a wonderful city.
0: Well, I'm glad you think so. I agree. I like the people here. When people ask me about the differences moving from New York to Chicago, I always say the pace is a little slower and yeah. the people are a little nicer, um, oh, but I'd say that they're significantly nicer uh, yeah. here. Yeah. Not that New York people are s- so bad, but everybody's in a hurry and every you know right. people are just bi- all business a lot of the time, Right.
1: Right. Right. They don't they don't really make eye contact. They don't they're not they don't um, give the appearance of being friendly. Where in Chicago, I feel like, you know, everybody's quite willing to make eye contact, say hello. You know, it just uh, makes your day a little nicer.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've had that experience Um, as far as it pertains to Jesse Smollett. I don't know. I think that the police have to say something to express their upset. And I don't Have you heard now that the police are asking for an apology? I don't know where this apology aspect is coming from. I haven't heard about it. Well,
1: I just, I I heard that earlier this week. Okay. Just somebody saying he owes us an apology. And he does. I see. He does. But, you know, when it's that, when he's perpetrated such a ridiculous crime, act, whatever, alleged, I guess we'll say. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think the words are not that important. Color yeah.
0: Color. Well, I think the whole thing is actually not that important uh, because there are people getting shot here in this city almost every day. Well, and yeah. those, you know, <laughs> let's not take our eye off the ball, I guess is how I feel about this whole Jesse Smollett yeah. thing. It's terrible yeah. and it's embarrassing and it's infuriating because it gives fuel to people who wish to de- discredit real victims right um but it's not our biggest issue facing this city or this country i don't think so i just it's overblown okay in my opinion
1: all right well let's get back to your older then
0: well yeah so uh thinking more long term than these sort of little blips that come up Uh, You know, I'm trying to get more involved, and I supported a candidate here in my ward of the city Uh, since last summer. I got on board fairly early, and uh, he was the top finisher last night, so he will go to a runoff. He finished with 40% of the vote. Matt Martin was my candidate, and the second-place finisher had 20%, and then there were a bunch of other um, stragglers. There were a lot of candidates, so he's looking pretty good for the runoff here. (laughs) When you've got twice the vote of the runner-up you're probably positioned pretty well yeah so for election day i was one of those people standing outside a polling place you've all seen them if you've gone to vote uh, which i hope you have who (laughs) has the literature and is telling you about their candidate and uh i only did it for two hours some people were out there all day yesterday i only did it for two Mm. hours and i could not feel my toes at the end of it it was so cold yeah um But it was satisfying to have my guy win. Unfortunately, I was not the only uh, Matt Martin volunteer at the uh, canvassing place, at the polling place, rather, yesterday. I was not the only Matt Martin volunteer canvassing, and the guy who was the uh, polling station lead for the campaign just talked my ear off the whole two hours. Talking about politics, but not listening about politics. You know what I mean? Yes. He's one of those guys who, when, uh, you know, he'll talk for like five minutes, and then I'll say, yeah, you know, I mean, it's... And then he'll say, yeah, you know, it's like when you start talking, it's his prompt to get in as quickly as he can so he can continue talking. And...
1: Because God uh, forbid you should get a thought
0: out. How do these people...
1: Well... That's what your grandfather was like.
0: You don't have to tell me that, but uh, how do you have friends? Like, you've got to listen.
1: Well, I figure somebody that age, probably most of his friends are deaf and they don't give a rat's (laughs) ass what he's rambling about anyway.
0: Well, how do you know how old he was?
1: How old was he? Uh,
0: He was probably in his early 50s, I would say.
1: Oh, that's a little young to be like that, I guess. You should have asked him. How the hell do you get any friends? You're probably never going to see him again.
0: Well, I hope not.
1: I hope not, too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. You know, some people don't have a sense of timing, don't have a good sense of timing. They never know when to jump in or jump out. But it seems like he just wants to hog the whole thing.
0: Well, he just doesn't care. I don't think he's consciously yeah. hogging the conversation. He just doesn't really care about what the other person has to say. And when it's so evident, oh, I just, I one time, the other thing, Mom, is, you know, I won't interrupt, right? Um, yeah. Like, it just, I, I'm not going to interrupt you, on purpose, at least. You're and, very respectful that way. And... It but it's tough because I think some people like this also expect you to interrupt. Like they're used to people jumping in to shut them up. So they've it develops these bad habits. I once had went out for drinks when I was living in New York. This was a number of years ago, with a um, fairly prominent video game commentator and journalist, and she just jabbered on and on, most mostly about herself. You know, we had encountered each other, but we'd never sat down with each other before and we figured we should get to know each other better since we were both, you know, in New York, prominent names in the field, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. And she's just jabbering and jabbering nonstop. And she says a couple times, you gotta interrupt me, you gotta interrupt me to stop me. And I said to her, I'm not gonna do that. Like I'm I'm not gonna that's not, <laughs> I'm not, not gonna interrupt right you. Real. That's not and so she at a certain point I just decided, well, let me see how long I can just sit here and how long will she keep talking without inviting me to say anything or <laughs> stopping she went for 45 minutes
1: oh my god yeah see daddy would love that because he he likes to think of me like the radio <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: just turn turn her on and let her let her roll and i'll just sit here and be entertained by it or not entertained by it yeah, that's weird. People are weird like that. Now, I'll, I'll tell you what's equally as horrible, though, is I have a friend that pretty much offers nothing.
0: Ugh, yeah.
1: That's, you know what I mean?
0: That's worse. Well, they're both bad.
1: They're both bad. I really can't pick one that's worse, though, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I guess yeah. I can either. They're both pretty bad.
1: It's like, um, well, what's new with you? Well, I had an operation. I got a new car. I have a new grandbaby. And then the next question is like, so what else is new? It's like, could you contribute something to this? (laughs) I, I just made up all that stuff. But, you know, it's like, okay, here's my best effort. Now you say something. Yeah. So that's just as bad, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, some conversations are difficult than, uh, more difficult than others. And uh, you and I have had a very difficult conversation over the past few days over your goddamn Hulu account, or lack thereof.
1: <laughs> or my so, Hulu account, and your lack thereof.
0: No, no. So well,
1: Why didn't you respond to that? I thought that was very funny what I said, when I said I got my own account now, stop using ours. And you didn't even say anything back.
0: Yes, that was very funny. I am not beholden to my text messages and sometimes, you know, I'm just not looking at my phone.
1: Well it says delivered, so I uh well, and yeah. then I even said to you, Come on, that was funny.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: Come on, I said. Come on.
0: You know, I'm not I'm not gonna be nagged. I'm not gonna be beholden to the phone. All right. If there's an All afternoon right. where I can put it down and ignore it for a few hours, that's a blessing. So it was very funny, and I'm sorry I didn't text you back, but I'm not really that sorry.
1: Well, I don't say that many things that that make you laugh in text, especially, so, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. Uh, Once again, I've tried to start a topic, and you have derailed it.
1: I have not. We talked about yes, Matt. Yes, you have.
0: Well, yeah, but we had to talk about Jesse Smollett first, and now I'm trying to tell the Hulu story, and you're just right. nagging me about some text message thread. Who cares?
1: Well, had, it had to do with Hulu, that's why.
0: All right. So I'd fire up... Whenever Mom and I would do a Hulu show for the podcast, I would fire it up, and Hulu would pick up I, sometimes it would be two episodes ahead. <laughs> on Pen15, it kept going back. It would be in the middle of an episode I'd already watched. And so I kept telling Mom, Mom, you're on my Hulu account. you got to sign out and get your own because you're screwing up all, all our, you know, I have to figure out where I was every time.
1: Oh, my God, and, the tragedy of it
0: all. Well, it was a pain in the ass. Wasn't it a pain for you? I mean, wouldn't it come up for you and it would... It would start yeah, and you I would off, just but,
1: say to myself, huh, I wonder how that happened, and then I'd find where I was. I, it was not really a big deal to me. That's right.
0: You had the bliss of being the problem, um, so, yeah, I guess you you didn't mind it much at all. So I kept telling Ma, Ma, you got your own. You got to get your own Hulu account, but uh, you couldn't even figure out how to sign out of Hulu. No, I couldn't. And... I asked you multiple times what device you were watching on. You never I still don't you know. Asked Was me it on your TV? Well
1: what do you think I'm watching it on? I'm watching it on the T V, not the computer, not my phone. I'm watching it on T V.
0: Well you could be watching it on any of those things.
1: I don't know. But you know I don't watch the computer or my phone. You know I don't look at those things.
0: I don't know that, Mom.
1: Well you you should.
0: I think, as evidenced by my question, what device are you watching on? A question that you refused to answer for whatever reason. I, didn't I did to not answer. know what I your setup was. I had to go was.
1: to the pharmacy and get a get some distilled water for Daddy's. Sleep machine thing and a prescription, and so I answered it when I came home, or I didn't answer. No, you did not answer.
0: That's right. And I would like to note that this conversation uh, began with you whining about the fact that I didn't reply to your text message, okay? And now
1: you're whining. You know, if I can put my phone down for a couple of hours and not pay any attention.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, next time I'm just going to use that distilled water excuse, which is total horse crap. I don't know where you came up with that.
1: <laughs> I went. I, it was a big outing. We have been housebound with snow, so yesterday I had a big outing. I went to the library, the bank, and the drugstore. It was a very exciting because we because we're always getting snow. We're getting snow again tonight, so I'm very housebound, and it is it is wearing on me.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, the moral of the story is you do have your own Hulu account now, right?
1: Well, I did get my own Hulu account. I signed up for it. Um, on the on the you sent me a link, mm-hmm. which I, I couldn't find before. I mean, we didn't even know how to sign out of the right. thing. right. Okay, so you figured all that out, and I signed up and got us an account except that I got the cheap one.
0: Um, and no. I've seen, a,
1: yeah, I've seen about four hundred Captain Morgan commercials.
0: Yeah, that's you can't. Life's too short.
1: So can we switch that?
0: I'll help you with that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so for eleven something a month, you can get no commercials.
0: That's right, and you you've got to.
1: Well, I didn't realize that you couldn't fast forward through the commercials. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you.
1: But yeah, I mean, I thought, ah, you know, I'll get this deal. It looks pretty good, six bucks a month, but you have to, it breaks the flow. It's not, it's not good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Well, congratulations on signing up for Hulu.
1: Thank you. And then, but then, but then listen to this, Johnny. Mm. So I went on this morning because I was going to watch another episode and it wanted me to sign in, but I didn't know how to sign in on the TV. But you can sign in on your computer, so that's what I did.
0: Good job. You really navigated the rapids there, Mom.
1: That's right. That's right. Look at me. You need any technical help with your Mac? Here's the girl. Yeah.
0: You know what I need technical help with is my window, because there's double-sided tape all over it.
1: Oh, my God. I told you to get a razor. There's a <laughs> razor tool that you can get for 99 I got it. And you know what I realized? You know what happened is the is the tape froze on the window.
0: I see. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last week on the podcast. Mom put up Valentine's Day decorations on our uh, home's uh, big picture window at the front of the house, but she used basically a, like military-grade uh, <laughs> not- double-sided tape. So, when I went to take the hearts down on February 15th, the paper hearts came right off, but the tape was not going anywhere. So, there's like 50... I left the rest of the hearts up, as you might imagine. Well, Um, we can
1: just slam some Easter eggs up there now.
0: There you go. We'll just cut out some Easter eggs that are a little bigger than the hearts and tape those up behind the hearts, right? So, outside, it'll just look like an egg with a heart on it. But then... Then what do we do for what's the next What's the next holiday after? We'll have to figure out how to do it up for Halloween. Make it a scary. Maybe we put bats around the eggs then. Right? Yeah. So it's a yeah. bat laying an egg with a heart in it. <laughs> That's pretty scary.
1: Well, at some point the tape is going to dry up and fall off anyway. I
0: don't. I think the window's going to fall out first. <laughs> But yes, I did go get the little razor blade tool at uh, at Home Depot to scrape it off. Yeah.
1: 99 cents.
0: Well, I wish it were 99 cents, but it, it was is
1: 99 cheap. cents. Do you think it'll be a $1.99 cuz it's I Chicago? already got it.
0: It was like 3 bucks.
1: Oh my god. It's <laughs> expensive to live out there.
0: Yeah. Mine yeah. cost
1: 99 cents. I'm just saying.
0: Well, maybe I got the luxury version.
1: Maybe. Yeah, you probably did.
0: All right, Mom, Uh, if we're done airing our grievances, shall we move on to our... Well, I
1: hope you are. I hope you feel better.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I see how you're going to play it. Um, (laughs) Yes. Should we move on to our review? okay this week mom and i are talking about pen 15. hulu's new series pen 15 is named for the elite grade school social club that is most famous for its induction ceremony in which a classmate scrawls pen 15 on the inductees hand in permanent marker preferably and typically leaving a soft corner on the top of that five that old prank in which the thrill of anticipation gives way to humiliation captures the core dynamic of this show, which was created by, and stars, Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle as 13-year-old versions of themselves. Maya and Anna enter their first year of middle school with high hopes that rapidly give way to a jumble of anxiety, hormones, and the occasional moment of personal growth. Here's a clip. Oh my god, I'm gonna, like, have my first boyfriend. Like, no duh. Nah. Like, that's freaking crazy. It's amazing. We'll go on like double dates and stuff. I know with like Alex. I mean if he wants to. Dustin says yes. Dustin says,
1: yes. says yes. I do not say yes, yes. Yes, he does. No, I do not. Yes, he, yes, he no, does. No, I do not. Oh my no. god. Wait. <laughs> Dustin, that is like so presumptuous to think yeah. that she's asking you. She asked him. You guys stop.
0: This is like so mean.
1: Just tell her. Yuji Björk.
0: is beyond. You just
1: wait, what? Oh, honey, don't you know? It means ugliest girl in school. They're so mean. And they said they don't know why you're wearing a
0: bra, Anna. Because there's nothing to go in it. I'm so sorry.
1: It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really funny. Pen 15
0: is streaming on Hulu. Mom, are you in the Pen15 Club?
1: Uh, well, I would definitely be in the club, but I don't like this show.
0: You don't? Do you? Oh, yeah. This is a great show.
1: It is not a great show.
0: Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) No, no. One whole episode was, well, first of all, these girls are too old. I don't believe them as middle schoolers, (laughs) first of all. And one whole episode was about one of them masturbating. I mean, really? This is not quality television. <laughs> and 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 even that pen fifteen, didn't we see that on the ball thing with the boys? American that the-
0: Vandal, is that what you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> I mean maybe. It's a it's not like this show invented the pen fifteen club. Well,
1: it's a club? I'm well, just I'm not, confused. not really.
0: Do you know what Pen15 is?
1: No. I mean, I know what it looks like.
0: Right. Well, what, the way it goes is some kid will come up to you and say, Hey, do you want to be in the Pen15 club? And, you know, make it sound all secret and exciting. And you'll go, Yeah, yeah. And say, Okay, I just got to write it on your hand so that you can be in the club. And they take out a marker and they write Pen15. Again, maybe right. doing soft curves on the 5 and then you've got penis on your hand all day. That's it.
1: Yeah. What a joy. What a what a what a enhancement in life experience and it's just
0: it's enhancement just in life experience. What are you talking about?
1: I'm being sarcastic. Yeah,
0: but what are you what are you talking about? This is a great show.
1: It's not a great show.
0: Maya and Anna, yes, they are uh, in their early 30s, and they play 13-year-olds, year and that's part of the joke of the show. It's um, not al- funny. Although I do, uh, you know, I lose myself on the show so much, I forget that they're actually in their oh 30s, but God. they're surrounded oh by my. actual actual middle schoolers, or middle school-aged kids, or thereabouts, so it's, it's funny in that respect, too. If all the other kids are actual kids.
1: Well, I don't think they're funny, i don't I don't even like them that much. I don't think the acting is that good. I don't think any of the jokes are funny. Uh, you know, other than that, you know, it's kind of fun to see the clothes. but I don't know. I just i'm what part did you enjoy? I mean, do you enjoy watching a girl masturbate for half an hour?
0: Well, I'm not going to discuss the answer to that question on the air, but I will say that I am amazed at how well they remember what middle school was like. This is the truest rendition of what it's like to be in middle school that I've ever seen. And I love the two characters. I find them so endearing. I don't know how you couldn't like them.
1: Well, I don't like them.
0: What don't What's you like about like?
1: them? <laughs> really? What, what do you like about them? Do you think they're real? They're not real.
0: Of course they are. They're very real. They're dealing with real things. I mean, yes, there's an episode where Maya has uh, something of a sexual awakening and has no idea what to do with that.
1: Well, it looks like to me that she knew what to do with it. <laughs> For half an hour, at least of my time
0: you're just being a fuddy-duddy is what i'm I'm, not
1: being a fuddy-duddy i'm embarrassed yeah oh please where where is there the fun part of their life where is the not embarrassing part of their life where is their fighting with their parents where is where is their you know they're out shoplifting or something you know i mean that's that's what i did when i was in middle school
0: um, they go to a party, they drink, uh, they try drugs. Um, Maya gets into a fight. Maya has a serious conflict with both of her parents. Anna's parents are constantly fighting. She's constantly trying to navigate that. Where, I mean, they're living their lives. I mean, this is, to me, is they're living their middle school lives. Trying to, to me, middle school is having... All these emotions and new feelings just wash across you and not having the mind yet to process all of it. And you just sort of have to try to catch up with life and make the best of it. And and they do. And we see we see their humiliation. You know, I mentioned that in the intro, but I will also say that. I really admire that the show is richer than that. There is an episode where Maya again she's the one whose uh, hormones have blossomed a little earlier than uh, her best friend Anna and she um acquires this thong and uh, she steals it basically from right. one of her right. friends and there's a tension in the episode that she'll be found out and there's some funny moments that come out of this where she's on the verge of being found out by um, her much the much cooler, Um, I shouldn't call them friends, classmates who she's working on this project with. And I really admired about this episode is that she does not experience the ultimate humiliation of being found out because that's not what the episode is about. The episode is about Maya discovering and Anna, to some degree, discovering sort of mindset she can operate in, in which she does think she's beautiful and she does feel like a badass. I think a less... Well, considered a less emotionally real show, just would have gone for the comedy of the ultimate humiliation. But in Pen 15, that happened in the first episode. You know, Maya is her name quickly gets around as UGIS, the ugliest girl right. in school. She's already experienced peak humiliation, so the show didn't really need to do that for the Thong episode, and they explored different aspects of Maya instead. This is the, to me, the emotional richness and thoughtful writing that just makes every episode of this a delight.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, I think my problem is that I feel a disconnect in the fact that these are 30-year-old women Mm -hmm. acting as middle schoolers, and it's a lot easier it's a lot easier to play that part once you've survived it. I think, I think for me, there would be more angst if it was actual young girls doing that part. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: I do. I wonder if actual young girls would have the wherewithal to render these emotions this turmoil on screen though it's one thing to be living through it but it's another thing to portray it
1: i hear what you're saying but i have less sympathy uh, less angst for 30 year old women portraying this because they've survived it It's, it's ancient history for them whereas i think Somebody in that actual group. And, you know, that's what acting is all about.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: But in my mind, I guess I feel like they're, they're so old that they are too far away from the angst for me to really believe it. You know, my mind is, is preventing me from falling into it 100%. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it does take some suspension of of disbelief, certainly. Um, yeah. Yes, I'll say that I think this show plays with the age gap uh, very nicely and sets the table from the very first scene, or very mm-hmm. first couple of scenes, because it, the series opens on Anna and Maya talking about how great middle school is going to be, right? And you... You know, anybody who has been to middle school knows that they are a, a pair of trucks heading off a cliff. here. Yeah.
1: like Thelma and Louise,
0: yes. But their conversation is very... The terms of their conversation are very adult. Like, they they seem to have... You assume through pop culture, like these very elaborate uh, sense of interpersonal relationships, you know, when they play with dolls, quote unquote dolls, like they're acting out very adult situations, right? And sort right. of relationship entanglements. They're more, they're precocious, I guess, in that sense. Um, So you see these two women as adults playing middle schoolers on this phone call in the first scene, and they seem pretty grown up. And then the next scene is Maya cutting her own hair, just doing the classic like dumb little kid thing. Um, I forget whose uh, haircut she was trying to emulate, but she did not do a very good job. So in those, in that, you know, couple of minutes to meet the show, puts its chips on the table and says it's going to be a mix of this somewhat. I would even go to like something like Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin was much littler than this, but it's another situation where you had a kid who had an unusually sophisticated vocabulary and view of the world and at the same time was still a kid. And I think in this situation, they're mostly, in the show rather, they're mostly middle schoolers, but you do get that touch of adulthood. And I think that it requires some suspension of disbelief just to accept them as middle schoolers with this sort of interesting twist. Middle schoolers with a twist, I would say. Um, But I will add, um, this is my last thing, that I think that... Maya and Anna do an amazing job of capturing the physical awkwardness and emotional tics of a middle schooler. Like to me, they're very convincing and I forget that they're adults, but you don't.
1: Um, It comes back to me at different times in each episode that I think um, is distracting to me. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not that I even dislike it enough, but it's distracting enough or shows shows exposes them as adults. You know, their looks sometimes are rather not convincing to me. Hmm. And I will tell you that it makes you look back, makes me look back on my middle school years. And wow, I, you know, if they were horrifying.
0: <laughs> of course this they looks, were.
1: This looks uncomfortable and and you know, funny ha ha ha. But the the truth is that there's still scars under there.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: You know, from from what lunch table, who you know, what group do I sit with and and, you know, it's permanent. It is permanent because once you make the choice you're not going to any other <laughs> table and right. you know, it's just it's just a, a, a spider web of decisions every day. What'll I wear? I don't have quite the right cool brand. You know, it was
0: horrible. Of course it was horrible, because middle school is a time when the sexual, emotional, and social trappings of adulthood are just sort of dumped on you, and and you just don't have the psychological equipment yet I mean frankly many people never acquire all the the equipment they need right? (laughs) Like Life is tough but middle school it just seems to all happen at once and you you just spend the whole time trying to make sense of it and every time you think you have made sense of it either through malice, through um, puberty whatever the case may be the rug gets pulled out from under you again that's right. And I think that pen right. 15 dramatizes that dynamic to great effect and with great humor.
1: All right. Well, I'll, I don't see much humor, but I do agree with the first part of your sentence. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with that a lot. I guess maybe it brings back a lot of, un, even, even at my age, it brings back uncomfortable things yeah. that I would rather not think about, you know, there's a lot of talk now on the internet about our 50th high school reunion. And I don't know if I want to go, you know,
0: (laughs) well, high school is a little different too.
1: Well, you know what though? The thing is, it was very clicky, very, very, very clicky. Mm. You know, there was, there was some rough spots and I don't know who I would want to see besides my best friend from, from there. Who else do I want to see all the boys that didn't want to date me? I don't want to see them. I could care less about them.
0: Yeah, but they've all had complete lives now in between. Everybody's different. Could be interesting.
1: I don't know. I feel like I I don't care about them. I I have taken on new people, new lives, my own family, their lives. I don't need I don't need your your anything anymore. I don't care what you had for dinner last night or what kind of shoes you wear or any of the stuff that I was obsessed with in high school. I, I don't care about any of that now.
0: Isn't that a weight lifted? It might be interesting to well, see these people who shared an experience with you but now have completely different <laughs> concerns.
1: You know what we're all talking about? That's how fat we all are. Oh, <laughs> well, we got a few more pounds. <laughs> You know, uh, I've hidden this from you for 50 years. I'm going to keep on hiding it from you. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the point would be. Oh, yeah. Remember when you didn't ask me to the dance? Well, I I can stay home and do that. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not saying this right. I'm not sure what the relevance is to do it.
0: Yeah. So don't do it.
1: A fine argument. Thank you very much.
0: Well, I already made my argument, I think, and you just continued to complain.
1: I didn't complain. I didn't complain about anything.
0: (laughs) I think you just got turned off of this by the masturbation episode.
1: Yeah, I didn't really enjoy that one. And I could even accept it until she pulled her hand out and it looked like she had just vomited in it and it was like, what? What? You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's too graphic. But, you know, uh, I get that you're masturbating. Okay, I accept that. But Jesus, do I have to see how juicy you are, too? I don't need to see that. It's gross. And now, look, I'm talking about this with my son.
0: (laughs) Well, so what is your grade for Pen15, Mom?
1: I would give this a B-minus.
0: Oh, really? Well, you seemed much more sour on it when we first began our conversation.
1: Well, surprise! It's already written down, so there you go.
0: Okay, good. I do think you're being a little bit of a fuddy-duddy.
1: I'm allowed to.
0: Well, this is the first time I would say that, really, about a review you did on the show. But uh, a touch of fuddy and a skosh of duddy from you on this (laughs) one.
1: Hey, I think I should get a lot of credit for talking about the M word.
0: You get all the credit. What is your recommendation this week?
1: Oh, really, this This book was really wonderful. It was called The Traveling Cat Chronicles by... Go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want me to pronounce it? Um, yeah. By uh, Hito Arikawa.
1: It is a story told... And and really, it is so much more than the way I'm going to describe it. But it is the story of a cat told mostly from the cat's point of view about a boy that finds him, and they grow together. And then there comes a time when the young man needs to find someone to take care of his cat, although the cat doesn't understand why but they go on a number of uh journeys to visit old friends of the of the boys for him to see if they will take his cat. Okay. And none of the situations are quite right and it comes back to um an aunt that raised him and the story progresses from there. It's very heartwarming. It's very Touching, and it's a it's a very interesting slice of uh, Japanese culture. I think.
0: Oh, uh, geez are we? It's are we back to the Japan books again? Is that what this is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Listen to me. They
1: have a different way of looking at people that I just find very charming.
0: Well, I'm glad you. I mean, the book sounds wonderful. Um, so it is, I'm it just is teasing. really wonderful yeah, uh, that's, it's a great recommendation um, I want to check it out uh, but yes this does mark the I think uh, 75th or 80th uh, <laughs> J- Japan book Mama's recommended on the podcast in recent months but it's the Traveling Cat Chronicles now that's traveling with two L's if, in right. case you're typing that into Amazon the Traveling Cat Chronicles by Hiro Arikawa uh, great recommendation, Mom.
1: I think it's a winner. I really do. It's so much more than a cat story. It really isn't. Ju- it isn't that. So
0: yeah. yeah, give
1: it a try. I got it from the library. So
0: oh, you went. You visited your local library. Did you check the movie show times while you were there? <laughs> there's a little in joke for the regular listeners uh mom before we go have you been eating girl scout cookies
1: yes i have
0: okay and how are they this year
1: oh they're crappy really well the peanut butter patties uh, were the pretty tagalongs good, yeah also known <laughs> as
0: peanut butter patties yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're pretty decent the coconut things i forget i think they're called Samoa's. yes they're pretty decent um, I haven't had the in Mints, and I don't understand why they don't have a sandwich cookie anymore. Like an Oreo? Yeah.
0: They have the peanut butter sandwich cookie, right?
1: Oh, that's horrible. That's like a dog biscuit.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't have... Why uh, Did they ever have an Oreo?
1: Yeah, back when I sold them, they had vanilla and chocolate ones.
0: Wow. I don't think they've had those for quite a long time. Maybe a lawsuit by the National Biscuit Company (laughs) put an end to that.
1: Yeah, that's that. That's what it is, because those tagalongs sure aren't being made by Keebler.
0: Also known as peanut butter patties. Although I guess uh, Nabisco did not originate. uh, It was Hydrox came first, right?
1: Yes, which isn't made any longer.
0: How sad. Some people preferred Hydrox, but not enough of them, apparently.
1: (laughs) Apparently. Their filling was a little crumbly, but I like the Hydrox. Yeah. You know, and now all that's left, if you don't get an Oreo, which is a pretty rich cookie, I think, is like store brand.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually disappointing in my experience.
1: Oh, my God. Always disappointing. Sure to disappoint.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what's your grade Guaranteed. for Girl Scout cookies 2019?
1: Oh, you, you have to give them an A because,
0: <laughs> yeah. tr,
1: you know, tradition and whatnot.
0: Can't believe you haven't tucked into those Thin Mints yet.
1: Well, I actually got them because I thought you kids were all going to want them, and now nobody does. Oh, I'll take them. Well, you said you didn't need any. I asked you, I specifically... I don't. So I should have said want. Do you want any Girl Scout cookies?
0: Well, I think if you're in a position where there you don't want to eat them and you're looking to unload them, I will take them off your hands quite happily. But yes, I can get okay. Girl Scout cookies around here. I didn't want to impose on you.
1: Oh, oh, I see. Well, it's always fun to send a, a little package out. I enjoy that. I know it annoys some people, but I do enjoy it.
0: Great. Well, I'll take some thin mints, and uh, okay. and if you got any tagalongs left over, also known as peanut butter patties, I'll take those too.
1: <laughs> all right, the Girl Scouts of America. Thank you. Yeah. Did you did you see did you see the guy that that bought all the Girl Scout cookies from the girls that were out in the cold? No. Oh. Well, then this story won't interest you. <laughs> Very much, but there were girls selling cookies, and this guy came out and he bought them all, like $500 worth, and now he's been arrested.
0: <laughs> oh, why?
1: I don't know what he did.
0: For a cookie related offense or something else?
1: No, 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 no. But he bought them so that the, 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 the girls could get out of the cold, and then he got arrested on federal drug charges.
0: Oh, so there was, like, a warrant out. Is that what the...
1: I guess, oh, yeah. Geez. And he, his picture was taken.
0: <laughs> oh. I was going to ask, did this happen in Florida? But I guess not if he was helping him out of the cold. It sounds like a Florida story.
1: Really? Yeah. You know, I'm talking about going there next year, all of us, so... Well, you know, could you try not to alienate the state of Florida?
0: I think Florida knows what it is by now. Florida's not kidding itself.
1: Oh, all right. But, you know, this now we're not going to be able to eat anything without knowing whether it has spit in it.
0: Well, we don't have any listeners in Florida. Oh, okay. I checked, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. I'm sure I'll get tweets now or emails about I that. Bet you will. <laughs> from the Floridian Pop Mom listeners, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Uh, what should we talk about, Mom? Any ideas? I know
1: I know, just the thing. Oh, yeah, what's that? Yeah, something interesting.
0: Oh, I love it. Great. We'll do that. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Give us a review on the iTunes or the Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Uh, We love you. (laughs) Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom.
1: Bye, Johnny. I love you. I
0: love you, too.